0: Welcome back to another episode of CCW Insider. On today's show, I'm talking with CCW wrestler, the Macho man the master of the mosh pit, the brutal legend. It's Ozzy Kilmeister, and I can't wait to dive into everything he's got going on in and around CCW. Ozzy, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Ryan.
0: Absolutely. If, if your hair was sort of straightened out before, after <laughs> that, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Nah, it's a, it's a nest, man. That's why I got a headbang so much. Keeps it straight. There you go. So I want to get
0: into your wrestling background a bit. I know you've been a wrestling fan your whole life. So uh, first question out of the gate, was there a particular moment or angle that you recall from childhood that really solidified your fandom?
1: Um, Man. Uh, making me a fan for yeah. sure was like Undertaker and Sting. Um, I had a lot of the old WCW VHSs. So, like I had Kevin Nash, Macho Man, DDP, Sting. I used to watch the Sting one religiously. Um, But what made me become a wrestler was probably seeing AJ Styles. Ironically, just like as a teenager watching TNA on my couch. Yeah. Uh, I'm five, six, you know, I'm a short guy. Yeah. He's not the biggest guy, but he always brings the biggest fight. And I try to keep that too.
0: It's funny. I was just watching an an old AJ Styles match, and he was ha- happened to be tag teaming with Jeff Hardy, and I, you know Jeff Hardy's not a big guy, but nice. when they stood next to each other, it was <laughs> it was pretty incredible how much smaller AJ is than him. Yeah. So, uh, and then you mentioned Sting, and so yeah. uh, I, I'm I'm going to guess that it's like the crow version of Sting that you were into more so than the, uh, you know, bleach blonde uh, kind of buzz cut
1: guy. So like the tape that I had didn't have any of Surfer Sting. You're right. Um, it only had like it like the the it opened with like the whole Starcade promo and him facing Hogan and everything.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, still one of the greatest matches, regardless of of anything. Um, but now as an adult in the business, uh, doing tape study frequently, I always find myself watching Surfer Boy Sting, like him and Vader. Um, I was watching uh, what was it, Starcade? '89, I think. Okay. Where the 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 last match is him, the Great Muda, uh, Vader, and the last one uh, escapes me. But I I, I love all of Sting now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool that we still have Sting in our lives. You know, one hundred
1: percent, one hundred percent. Definitely um, something to look forward to on AEW, for sure, for sure. And
0: it's you just mentioned uh, Muda. You know Sting yeah. and Muda had that crazy rivalry, and now Muda's in his uh, retirement stretch, and Sting is going to go to Japan uh, and be part of that. So
1: it's pretty cool. Twenty twenty two. What what a world! <laughs>
0: I, I know. If you had asked me in twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen or twenty twenty, even uh, yeah. if I'd be talking about Sting, like actively (laughs) but um so so next next i I was thinking about i usually always ask people about their other athletic pursuits and stuff that they were into before they uh got into wrestling and and feel free to elaborate on those if you want but i'm really interested in your affinity for music uh and Um, that kind of stuff but but i mean if you had other sports you want to talk about great but that's where i'm like i'm really interested in that for you because uh it comes out in your character and everything.
1: So, I tried out for the baseball team in high school, and I think I was on the wrestling team for like two weeks. Okay, uh, that's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a, not an athlete. If you've uh, ever seen the videos or photos of me, um, I try. Uh, monching is definitely a sport, or at least I would consider it one.
0: Okay.
1: Um, yeah. So the music. Uh, I've been listening to to metal since I was like ten years old. Um, first CD I ever found was "And uh, Justice for All" by Metallica. Listened to it on my CD player all the way through and uh, burned that CD out, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the the mosh tattoo yep. when I was seventeen. Ooh. Yeah. Um, because I was religiously like every weekend going to concerts. Um, there's, if you look on YouTube, there's, there's literal footage of me moshing um, <laughs> dozens of videos. Uh, yeah. So I just, I never thought it would end up being uh, my gimmick. I, I hate calling it a gimmick because it's not a gimmick. It's me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's why everybody else is a poser. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah i just i love dimash man all of it every every version you could possibly do
0: so you 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 did some uh you had you dabbled in music yourself and you had a a band that toured florida and stuff talk about that
1: um i'll talk a little bit about it just because i'm not in the band anymore but Mm -hmm. uh did a lot uh for the short amount of time that i was in it um hmm. Uh probably the biggest band of, of any uh note would be Whitechapel that we played with. Okay. Um and that was Soundbar. That was like three hundred and fifty people. They had to turn people away. It was sold out. Um that was a cool show. Uh Primer fifty five, which if anybody's ever played No Mercy, they've they've heard a Prime Fifty Five song. Um it was it was fun. Touring touring musically definitely helped. Um, can't curse on this, huh? I, go right ahead. <laughs> uh, well, just like in wrestling and music, um, you eat shit a lot, yeah. Uh, and you, you, it's worse because at least wrestling, I'm, I'm, I'm making good money, uh, surprisingly, finally, after four years. Um, but, but making like $25 and splitting it six ways everybody gets someone off the dollar menu. Cause that was, that, that was it. Yeah. Um,
0: well, you know, when you had, uh, you you had written to me ahead of time and explaining that you're uh, that you were in a band and you toured Florida a little bit. Right. And and my immediate thought was like, man, I wonder if he's going to tell stories like the old wrestlers in the territories going from town to town and barely having enough for gas and, and whatnot. I wondered if that's where you were going. It, it sounds yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> that's where you're going.
1: it's, it's- parallels are, are disgusting <laughs> um how chris jericho does fozzy and wrestle i mean sure. obviously he's chris jericho but it's a lot he's, man <laughs> he's, getting good, he's getting good money for both too so oh, <laughs> that makes it easier, you know <laughs> you know that's actually funny uh i went to a concert i can't remember what year it was but it was uh uproar and the headliner was a ben sevenfold and the show was in Tampa and I'm like, I'm in, I'm like a teenager. I think Jericho had already done the, uh, he had come back with the code breaker mm-hmm. and the, the whole, the blue light, the save, save us, Y2J gimmick.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
1: And event Sevenfold like plays like two or three songs. And then the lights go out and his Titan Tron and his music just start playing and he comes walking out and he grabs the mic and he plays back country with the Ben uh, seven blew my mind i had no idea what was going on i had no idea he had a band at the time i was just a wrestling fan and chris jericho just comes walking out on stage the last thing i expected possibly
0: you're talking about your worlds colliding there
1: yeah but very very cool moment uh definitely
0: yeah um so i i you said you always wanted to be a wrestler, but I, you know, I suppose there's a, a difference between the wanting and the doing.
1: 100%. Talk about
0: your talk about your decision to actually begin uh, training.
1: So I um, broke into the business uh, 2016, somewhere around like April or August or something, and I just I showed up at a buddy's show. He let me help set up the ring, helped me break it down. And uh, that's how I was told to do that. Um, And I did that for close to two years before I ever even met Gangrel um, or ever even joined. Uh, But here's a good story for you. I had my first spot and it went very badly, (laughs) went very, very badly. Uh, which my performance resulted in me getting picked up by the hair by Jesse Neal and dragged to the back and uh, proceeded to get yelled at because I had no idea what I was doing and I was greener than this wall behind me. Um, And then I see, you know, I'm just down on myself the rest of the show and I see Gangrel. He's like, uh, why are you so upset? And I was like, well, I I screwed up. You know, it was like my only chance. I'm never going to get another one. He's like, you didn't screw up. Did you learn? Do you understand not to do what you just did again? I'm like, yeah. he's like, well, then you learn. you didn't screw up and you'll try again. And, uh, for like, if he, if you told like eight year old Paul that he was going to have a conversation, uh, with, with one of his favorite wrestlers, like you would, nah, you couldn't even put money on it. Right. Um, and then he invited me to the school and so, rest of it is a lot of history at this point
0: yeah and it was uh gwa at the time right yeah and yeah. Wrestling just and so so you were training there for a couple of years uh mm-hmm. kind of probably working there working those shows and stuff like that what um talk about that time period like you you start training with gang and you know you have you start having some some matches and stuff talk about that
1: um it was interesting because at gwa it was um it was a little harder to get in um, you would you would go in and you you'd be on the mats doing practicing rolls before you even ever step foot in a ring um, safety obviously too yeah. um, i saw people in in like the two we yeah, had like a little over two years roughly, uh, that we were there, that I was there at least. Um, I saw dozens and I mean dozens and dozens and dozens of people come in, drop the whole scholarship, try to do roles on the mat, go in, take one bump and they quit. Wow. Dozens of people. Um, I moved on very quickly from the, the mats because while setting up rings, I had Various people, uh, I'm not going to name everybody because I'm not going to remember, but guys like Vertigo, Jesse Neal, Zach Monstar, Chico Adams, um, Apollo Jr. a lot, a lot of really good people in the business, uh, showed me how to do like little roles and, and little things, uh, once in a while, nothing crazy, um, you know, crash test on me, sure. Uh, but I moved on to inside the ring very quickly and. I moved on to a lot of stuff quickly outside of like hip tosses, hip tosses still kind of hurt, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) doesn't really matter what you do. Um, But I think I I joined October 1st, 2018 and I was on the Halloween show that month. Oh, wow. um, Doing a battle Royal.
0: So, okay. So just let's, uh, let's, let's break that down a bit. So you had been around the business for a couple of years Yeah, but your first formal day of training was October one, and you were in a match by October thirty one. Yep. I guess you got off the mats pretty quick. Like you,
1: I I did. I did. Um, Great. And the one of the things that I love about Gangrel is he's really about the basics, Um, because you know you would you would say be like, oh, you know, all sign people can wrestle. It's not true. (laughs) It's, It's not true. Um, no offense to some of these people, but, um, and not to sound any type of way, but the basics, the foundation, that's footwork, you know, your, your headlock takeovers, your arm drags, your, you know, every basic move, fireman's carries all that stuff. Learning that stuff is way more important and transitions, um, than learning how to throw a chop like that, just, you know, that comes with time and it's not a necessity. So basically, he just, he made sure that I wasn't going to kill myself going over the top rope, um, Mm -hmm. which took a good minute. Uh, Again, (laughs) five, six. So it's a long drop. (laughs) Um, And a jump or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I mean, it's pretty easy when somebody just takes your head off backwards, cactuses you over the the top rope. Um, But I was very, I was very uh, fortunate. And blessed, if you would say, that I was able to move that quickly um, into a a frame like that for such a historic show because it was the one-year anniversary. Uh, They opened October 31st, 2017. Um, So I was very, very lucky to be a part of that time.
0: Now, when you... You know, when you, when you make the decision, I guess you had kind of probably warmed everybody up to the, the idea, but like you're around the business in 2016, you start training in 2018. What's family and friends thinking at this time? Like when you start telling people, you know, I'm, I'm training to be a wrestler and
1: whatnot. So one of the reasons I, I left my band is because I started doing rings so often um, for, I'll throw out a couple of names, MLW. Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling, IWA, just little things here and there. Um, I couldn't really do shows. Um, I'd also just had my son. uh, So my time was very valuable uh, outside of working a regular job and uh, trying to provide for my son. Um, My parents used to hate watching clips. I would bring home uh, training match clips. And they'd be like, oh, I like when you hit people. I don't like when you get hit. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, that's, it's, that's fair. <laughs> um, then I ha, I mean, I have a couple of friends left. I don't, I keep my, my circle pretty small. Um, but my best friend of like 15 years, who has always known that this is what I was meant to do and what I wanted to do. He was actually at the show, uh, in Port St. Lucie on Friday, wearing my shirt. And, uh, He's like the closest thing that I have to to like real family outside of my brother left. So it was really cool and special to have him in the crowd. And then the next day is my four year anniversary of being a wrestler. Ironically. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> it worked, that, it
0: worked out funny. Yeah. So um, I, unfortunately I actually live in Port St. Lucie, but I was traveling so I didn't get to see the show and I don't have uh, I don't have the results or anything like that, but you were in a you were in the CCW championship match. There, talk about talk about challenging for that title. Since you just brought it up,
1: well, first let me start uh, by saying Ariel Levely is a poser, <laughs> um, good competitor, you know, until he kicked me in the balls. Uh. But, you know, whatever. Um, no, the the match was special um to say the least because i moved to port st Lucie in 2004 okay um ironically it's when i got heavy heavy into wrestling uh i was actually I, i was setting my tv up and eddie guerrero and jbl in a steel cage match was on smackdown i just happened to turn tv on right when eddie was on top of the cage about to do the frog splash and i was like oh man and that was from there. That's all I remember. Um, I watched raw in the nineties and with my brother and my dad and, you know, wrestling here and there, but I didn't get really, really, really like serious, uh, till around that time.
0: Cool. So the match with, uh, with, with Levy on Friday.
1: Very, very good match. Very, uh, special. Um, only the second time ever that I've had a world title shot. The first was with Cha Cha Charlie in, I think, December of last year. I think I was his first defense after he won his uh, won the title. Um, I got nothing bad to say about Cha Cha. He's a, a good guy in and out of the ring. He works hard and he's a fantastic wrestler. So, got nothing to say about him. but Ariel Levy's a poser. That's that's just. <laughs> He can be he can be the champ that everybody deserves, but I don't know what these people did to deserve a champion like him that cheats, but
0: whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so so GWA closes down. Yeah. You go into and and I'm not sure how much time there was in between GWA closing down and you making your way to the CCW training facility, but what did you think um, going from one to the other?
1: Um. So we actually stopped. And we're at Magic City Wrestling Federation for a couple of months, and it just ended up not working out. I guess um, I don't really know details. Sure. Uh, but when I showed up to CCW, it was nice because GWA was very high end. We had a big facility, lots of air conditioning. Mm-hmm. We had our uh, we had girls and boys dressing rooms. We had two bathrooms. Um, we had a gorilla area. We had a walkway with an entrance and Titan Trons and all the whole nine yards. Um, CCW is the closest thing anywhere to what GWA was. Um, so it was really nice that and people like Jackal Stevens, Cha-Cha, um, Neilio, Ariel, they were all really welcoming when we came over um it was cuz i was definitely worried sure uh, was definitely worried cuz you know you're i i'm still not anything i'm you know i'm trying but to walk into someone else's house and be like hey you know let's do this together now it's always uh kind of a rough thing but the entire ccw locker room and staff has been more than welcoming it's definitely a family now sure
0: so now, now you've been in CCW a bit. You've challenged for the Weird. World Cup twice uh, yeah. a year. okay? Uh, and, yeah, so you've challenged for the World title. What are some of your immediate goals in long term?
1: Win every title that CCW has. There you go. Uh, back in the gym. So I see I see you, Jay Vidal. I'll, I'll get down to 205. Just give me a couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> um, I can do flips. I do flips, too. Yeah. Uh, They're just slower. (laughs) Um, No, and you know, it's funny too, because I've I've had a tag team. I've had two tag team title shots against South American Alliance with my former partner, Beastly. Um, Current still, but. um, I had two matches against Alex Chamberlain, and my neck still hurts from both of them. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> he hits hard big <laughs> dude it's hard man he's a big boy too mm-hmm. um immediate goals whether it's ariel or alex or jay or whoever looking for a title that's right. immediate goals um i have a lot of other shows coming up and other companies that i'm really looking forward to um trying to get out there trying to get to aw wwe wherever i can get Um, I did TNA at the beginning of the year. That was really cool.
0: Right. I was there.
1: Oh, you you were, you were, I saw, I remember. Wow. I remember. Um, yeah. So you saw how that went. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, that was, that was really cool. Um, first bit of TV I've ever seen Yeah. 12 seconds and (laughs) primo, primo content. Um, yeah, just take everything over.
0: All right. Well, it is, uh, it is, it is October, and yeah. I can't resist asking you about. Yeah, I, so I am not a huge, huge like fan of horror movies. I know you are. I, 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 I have an appreciation, but I, I haven't seen a lot. So I guess I have. You hear, uh, you you love it. It's like maybe an area of expertise for you. So, well, tell us what are the like top um, horror movies that we should watch for this Halloween season.
1: I mean, personally, Universal Monsters is a bit of my my niche. Sure. It's like my my favorite type of horror movie. Whether people think they're corny or, or whatever, uh, they're just classic. And I mean, back in the forties and fifties and thirties, some of these movies came out, they were scary. Um, and it's, you know,
0: unreal too. Like the, the, what they had to do to, to, you know, to be filmed. Yeah. You know, um, I, if you go to that, uh, horror makeup show at universal studios, okay. you can, you can get an appreciation for some of the tactics that people had to do back in those days to just to show up with that, uh, you know as as a wolfman you know
1: yeah no 100 percent. right there we go right there. yeah um current good stuff i mean if you want to watch a show stranger things is always good sure um last season is incredible even if you don't even think about eddie in it it's still really good eddie just makes it metal <laughs> cool um they actually they redid Texas Chainsaw Massacre and that's on Netflix. That was pretty good. Um, has like a new vibe to it, but it's still like a good horror, like old Texas Chainsaw Massacre type movie feel. Um, you got to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, all of them except the remake. Don't watch the remake. Just don't. Uh,
0: of the Universal we, monsters, like what are the what are the must like a must watch. Uh,
1: Wolfman. Okay. Without a doubt. Um I my favorite is Creature from Black Lagoon. Okay. Um Mummy Invisible Man, Frankenstein. writer Frankenstein's good. There's there's funny ones with like uh outside of the Abbott and Costello ones, there's um was it Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, and uh, it's like they it got worse. <laughs> like the, make, the makeup and everything like it got worse um but it's still good for what it is um if you want to watch that poser or levy watch green inferno there you go on um, that's it's a good movie it's a good movie um
0: all right i want to ask you about um i own i just recently uh did doing some research for my other show the daily wrestling news show which is oh, a history ahead. show um, I watched they live, you know, with rock with Piper. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, um, yes.
0: And it's like this, it's to me, it's like this slow brooding kind of thing. It's like, doesn't, doesn't move very fast, but I know it has like this cult following. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it gave me like 1984 vibes, you know, the, you know, so, I, what's your opinion on that? On uh, on Roddy Piper's uh, dabbling into to the genre.
1: I think the most amazing thing about the movie is, like, yes, every wrestling fan that's watching that movie knows that's Roddy Roddy Piper. Sure, but he does such a good job of not being Roddy Roddy Piper, yeah, and, and acting as as I forget the name of his role, but
0: I can't remember either. It's like three letters though. It's a short. <laughs>
1: it's a short name. <laughs> And that movie too was like ahead of its time because the, the effects and stuff that they use, the, the head exploding and every, like, it's just, it's classic. That's, that should definitely be on your list. Just like, uh, talk about cult following for movies, trick or treat, reanimator, the fly remake with, uh, the dude from Jurassic park. Sam Neill. No, I'm sorry. The, um, guy on the table and he's got his shirt open, you know.
0: Oh, uh Goldblum.
1: Goldblum, right. Yeah. He he does a really good job of being a disgusting fly mutant in that movie. Yeah. Um but these are all, you know, like Hellraiser. Oh god, I love Hellraiser. Um they're they're putting a remake of that on, on Hulu soon. Okay, cool. Um there's a lot of good stuff out there. And then if you want to watch something that's not really super scary but still good, fear street Um, on Netflix, really, I recommend that highly. Uh, and Who Be Halloween with Adam Sandler, it's just funny. Yeah, like it's it's corny and cheesy and and good. Like how D grade scary movies are supposed to be. Like it's it's a good time.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes the um, the genre kind of like mocks itself a little bit, and it becomes um, haunted mansion esque. Right, it's both it's both funny and
1: silly. Exactly. how scary so. good reference too. good good movie too with uh with eddie eddie any murphy yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah i think that, they're yeah, was good. doing another one that might be better
1: <laughs> probably
0: probably so well cool so for the purpose of orienting people that maybe haven't actually seen you wrestle yet is sure. there a match on YouTube or anything that you'd point people to like, go watch this. If you want to get the Aussie Killmeister experience.
1: Um, it's funny too. Cause like I have a playlist of all my matches on it. Well, um, where can people get that? Uh, YouTube just search my name. Uh, and honestly, there should be a good, like 30 something matches that pop up. Um, try to promote myself as much as I can.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, CCW wise, probably my most recent match with Brian Brock. Okay. uh, From Port St. Lucie in June, I think the 25th of June it was. Um, That's on the CCW uh, YouTube page. There's a couple of old tag matches with me and beast on there as well. That gives you a really good idea. There was a, there was actually a tables or doors uh, match. (laughs) Uh, Against South American Alliance at Bo- the Black Box in, in West Palm. That was that was cool. That was the first match I'd ever done where it was uh, like I could use weapons and stuff too. So that was a cool, that was a cool match.
0: Cool, cool. Well, everyone, Ozzy says he is hunting titles. So all of you champions are on notice. Even the yep. ones that have been recently kicking him in the balls, uh, still on notice. Hundred <laughs> percent and uh thank you so much for doing this and uh anything else you want to say to people to help people where they can find you
1: instagram twitter facebook pro wrestling tees youtube and one more thing before i go don't be a poser
0: you have been watching ccw insider produced by minutes to bell time in association with coastal championship wrestling